in cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values the manner in which you're here to serve and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on yourself episode 95 don't give what you can't give freely What's up, Mobins? Happy Tuesday and welcome to episode 95. Don't give what you can't give freely. In this episode, I want to talk more about that tendency we have to overgive, to overextend, to overcompensate for whatever reason, and how a lot of that overcontributing can be to your own detriment and worse. If you are new to this episode, what's up? Salutations, and thank you, thank you kindly for being here, friend. <laughs> thank you. If you're coming back for another episode, what's up, cuz? <laughs> thank you, thank you. I hope that you are getting your week off to a productive start. I hope you're feeling empowered. I hope you're getting a good workout in, and I hope you're feeling your absolute best. You deserve it. Thank you for being here again. In the first segment of this episode, we will be talking about how you have to be the giver. Why do you have to be the giver? In the second segment, we'll be talking about prioritizing the needs of others above your own. And in the third segment, we're going to talk about overgiving stems from insecurity. So my intention for this episode is to definitely bring an awareness to the overdoing, the overextending, the overgiving, knowing that your heart can be in the right place, but there is a such thing as doing too much of any and everything, and that includes giving. You can abuse standards, you can definitely abuse the relationship, and you can change how people treat you and what they expect of you, especially if they're used to you overgiving. My intention for this episode is definitely to bring some sweet inspiration and some awareness to the situation. And if you can get one nugget, that would be everything. So let's jump into this episode in three, two, and one. Elawani Anita Ravuhali said, Has it ever nurtured my soul to lessen my existence? Absolutely not. I personally love these kind of episodes because they get to speak to people, you know, like myself who have struggled with the disease to please, people, uh, people pleasers, people who struggle with that addiction to giving, overgiving, overextending, overaccommodating, overcompensating, all the overs, all the overdoing. You know, I feel like now is such a time in our lives and our development with COVID and everything, you know, it's really time to get back to our roots and get back to what it really means to take care of ourselves and sustain ourselves and elevate ourselves. 
somewhere along the line and somewhere along in your life, somewhere in the story, you decided for yourself, I'm going to have to be the giver. I'm going to have to be the provider. I'm going to have to be the person that facilitates the needs. This is going to be my job. This is going to be what I bring to the table. This is going to be what I contribute. Think about that person. Think about that little boy, that little girl, that person, whoever that was, and how you got to be here. What was it in your life that showed up to you and said, this is what you're going to need to be. This is how you need to respond to this stimuli. When I think about my life, I felt like I was around, I grew up in a home where my parents were excellent providers, but in terms of that emotional nurturing, in terms of meeting my emotional needs, they weren't aware of that because their parents didn't groom them to have those skills. They don't have a background of family and people who groom them to be those kind of people. They were just groomed in a way of providing, paying the bills, making sure you have food to eat, making sure you have somewhere to sleep. Now, making sure that you feel understood or making sure that you feel powerful or feel valued as a person. And for me, it was in that scarcity that I decided that I was going to be a giver, that I was going to fill in the blanks, fill in the cracks of our household, of our family, of that unit by being a giver, being someone that gives a lot, being someone that can make up for the lack of emotional giving in my mom or in my dad's nature. That way, somewhere along the line, there's some type of balance. There's some type of light and some type of energy. The thing about taking on that kind of responsibility so early is, again, like I said before in previous episodes, in your childhood, you develop a very specific kind of skill set and you usually develop the opposite of whatever it is that you're grooming or you're developing. You're going to need situations to put those skills to the test. So for me deciding for myself so young that I was going to be a giver, I was going to be a massive giver in my life, I attracted massive takers. You know what I mean? Massive takers. And a lot of the takers and a lot of the taking took place most times under my roof. But as I became older, in my teenage years, and my adult years, I experienced more of it. And for a long time, I got angry with other people because they were wrong in taking and using and abusing. But I made the decision to be a giver. I made the decision to be an overgiver. I made the decision to be this kind of person. And I had to make the decision to change. Like myself, you've probably been through so many situations where people have made you regret being a giver. People have made you regret being the way you are. And you want them to see your heart. You want them to know you mean well. You want them to know the more generous sides of you, the sides that are the sides that are so kind and loving and bubbly. But the way their mind is set up, they're not in it to look for those kind of things. They're not in it to recognize those things from you. They see the world a different way. They expect something else from people. They expect the world to be accommodating of them. They expect to live in a world where they don't have to do anything or change and things will just come to them. And you play into that fantasy. And when you play into that fantasy, you feed dysfunction. You feed distortion. But now it's time to pull back. Now it's time to mix it up. Now it's time to do a new thing. Now it's time to cut off the supply. Wow.
Glennon Doyle said, I surrendered myself to the cages of others' expectations, cultural mandates, and institutional allegiances until I buried who I was in order to become what I should be. I lost myself when I learned how to please. I have learned some of the hardest lessons in life because I was there for people, because I gave to people, because I gave when I didn't have it, because I wanted people to think I was a good person, because I wanted people to think I was a good family member, because I wanted people to think that I was a good partner, a good boyfriend, a good brother, you know, a good uncle, or whatever it may be. And I have no regrets, but I've learned a lot of those big lessons because most times when those situations happen, you know, if you are somewhat in tune with yourself, you experience a little intrepidation. And, you know, I found that my biggest mistakes, my biggest hurts, my disappointments in life all stem from times where I knew the truth and I didn't trust myself. I knew that this person would burn me. I knew that this person would hurt me. I knew that this would fall back, that there would be some fallout, but I didn't trust anyway because I wanted this person to feel like I was supporting them. I wanted them to not be able to complain and say nobody was there for me. Sometimes you come into a period in your life where you really start to shed that thing in you that wants to prioritize other people's needs because it makes you look like a good person. You can be a good person and still prioritize your needs. So many of us, we grew up in situations and homes around parents and families where it's prioritized that, you know, the children needs to live lives and make decisions and, you know, that make the parents proud and a lot of times, especially as you get older, you go off into your own individual life, your own private life, and you're still under this same hypnotism. You're still under this same rhetoric. And it's hard to honor yourself without betraying yourself because you want to make decisions that make others proud. And you got to get to a place where you got to bury those parts of you and unlearn that submissive child thing in you that wants to comply with that. When you become an adult and you can make your own decisions, it is time to make you proud. It is time to prioritize what you need. So many of us live lives where we're caught up in trying to pick partners and pick husbands and wives and have kids and do things that make our parents proud. Fuck that. Okay? It ain't nothing wrong with your parents being proud of you. I still want my parents to be proud of me. I haven't even talked to them in years, but I still want them to be proud of me. You know, I still want to be those things where despite what has happened, you know, I'm just still proud of the man that you are. I'm still proud of who you are. But I can't hold my breath if they don't give that to me. I can't hold my breath. I can't become, I can't postpone becoming who I want to be until they give that to me because I don't need that to live my life. You got to know that in life, when you stop prioritizing other people's needs and other people's wants and other people's shit, people are going to feel bad. People are going to get mad. People are going to be pissed at you, baby. It's going to get hot. It's going to get pissy. And people are going to be hot at you. But you know what? You will survive. I promise you will survive. It seemed like the simplest thing, but one of the hardest things I've had to learn is that in this experience in this life, 
everyone is out for them. And that can sound selfish, that can sound self or whatever you want to call it, but everyone is out for them. And when you understand that everyone is out for them, you will refocus, you will regroup, and you will regather your resources, and you will be in it for you. You have to run this race for you. You have to live this life for you. You're going to be an 80-year-old man, woman, person one day, and you're going to sit back and reflect on your life. And you can think about a lot of the things you did given to others, but you can also think about a lot of times where you might have lost your home or lost your car or weren't able to feed your children because you gave to somebody else. And those will be lessons that you've learned from, but... As you get older, you're supposed to get better and better about taking care of yourself, getting better and better about loving yourself and respecting yourself. When you go the other way, when you start to bury what you became to survive, then you can thrive. Eve Ensler said, I finally know the difference between pleasing and loving, obeying and respecting. It has taken me so many years to be okay with being different and with being this alive, this intense. Understand that when it comes to your overgiving, when it comes to your giving nature, when it comes to wanting to do for others, but being guilty about doing for you, all of those things stem from an insecurity. All of those things stem from your key intention, your self-image. All of that stems from what you want people to think of you when you're giving all this shit away, when you're constantly giving people the money, when you're constantly making yourself available to do this, to go here, to support there, to give this, to give that. It comes back to what you want people to think of you. It comes back to your intention. What do you get out of it? Because whether you know it or not, you get something out of it. For me, it was people believing that I was a good person. I really wanted people to believe I was a good person. I was so giving, such a giving nature, you know, that kind of thing, and to think the best of me. But the thing is, I had to learn was, you can give everything you got to give, and people will still find a way to make you available. People will still find a way to find the offenses in a bouquet of roses. People will still find a way to think what they want to think of you. And you can't control or do anything about that. Life has to keep going on. Understand that in your giving, you can't control other people's perceptions of you. Depending on who you're dealing with, you may be dealing with a narcissist and they may feel like you're here to... Uh, fluff their pillows and to make them feel like the king or queen or person that they are and you're not understand that when you build your life on overgiving you set yourself up to attract all types of monsters in your life that will come in and wreck shop and demolish you as a person because they're there to unravel and to decimate that thing in you that seed that was planted years ago that says i'm the giver i have to be the giver in every relationship i'm not saying don't give anything at all i'm saying find the balance Make sure that you're leaving room for other people to give to you, too. Stop having all these situations, all these friendships, all these relationships with people 
where people don't give to you or you give in such a way that their giving seems insignificant. Make more room for people to give you, give to you, for people to bless you, for people to offer to you, for people to suggest to you. So many of us, we do so much overgiving and somebody want to give us just a portion of something. And, you know, we start sweating, we start getting all nervous and all this other stuff. Kill that. Stop that. Dead that shit. And allow someone to do something for you. Because when you get sad, you're going to sit around talking about how no one ever looks out for you. And you get entitled because honestly, you're not giving for the right reasons. And if you were really giving from your heart, then every time something doesn't go your way, you wouldn't sit around and talk about what you do for everybody. So that's another thing. Practice giving for the right reasons because the moment you don't get your your way, you're ready to call down, you're ready to keep score and call out all the times you did this, you were there and you were there and how you're not getting that kind of treatment. Make sure that you're not setting realistic standards for people who can't meet them. Make sure that you're not giving in a way where you're blowing the relationship wide up or to where the person feels intimidated to be in a relationship with you or in a friendship with you because they feel like they can't match your giving. The way you give makes their giving looks insignificant. And because it makes their giving feel insignificant, they're scared to give you anything because you give in such a way where they feel like it's intimidating and they may not be able to make you happy because you give in such a way that's incessant and it's massive all the time. Learn how to keep your money. Learn how to say no. Learn how to stop being available for everything. Get in tune with what your intention is. What do you want people to think of you? Because you're giving all this stuff away constantly. What is it you want people to think of you? And practice another intention. Practice getting another outcome. Practice being someone else. Someone that doesn't have to give everything away or give all the time for people to think you're a good person. Because there are so many other ways for you to do that. Welcome to the air segment of this episode where we challenge you to be greater. We challenge you to be greater students. We challenge you to pay greater attention to your life so you can master your life, so you can get to the next level, so you can achieve all the things that you want. So let's jump into that right now. The first letter is E, extricate. Extricate the idea from your mind that you have to be the giver in every relationship, in every friendship, in every situation. So many of us, we've been the giver for so long that we expect to go into every situation being the giver. And somehow we've come to define ourselves as, I'm usually the giver in every situation. And in you defining yourself as the giver, you give in a way that puts the other person's giving to shame where it doesn't seem valuable because you're used to you being the giver. You need to learn how to change your attitude and distance yourself a little bit from the giving that you're giving because you may be giving for the wrong reasons. You may be giving from an ego place as opposed to a genuine and generous place. Understand that just because you've always done all the giving, that you've always taken care of everybody and taken care of everything, that that doesn't have to continue, that that doesn't have to be your life story, the rest of your life doesn't have to play out like that. Be willing to do a new thing and to be be willing to call out the things that are unacceptable and that don't work for you. 
The next letter is R. Release. Release the need of prioritizing other people's stuff over your own. Believe me, we're all here because at the very least and at the very most, we can manage our own stuff unless there are any special need matters going on and that may be just a little bit different. But other than that, everybody can manage their own stuff. No one needs you managing. No one needs you to manage their stuff as much as they're managing because in all that, it's unsustainable and more than likely your stuff will fall by the wayside. Let everyone handle their own affairs. Let everyone care for themselves. Let everyone worry about how they're going to get to work. work. Let everyone handle their own business. Let everyone focus on how their rent is going to get paid. Let everyone focus on their relationship problems, the issues that they have with their jobs. Trust that everyone can get things done and figure things out without your giving without your contributing. You need to be restored. You need time to chill out. You need to give back to you. Take that time to give to yourself. From my experience, most people that are overgivers are people that tend to feel some type of guilt or shame about giving to themselves. Release that. Easier said than done, but find books, find things that inspire you, that get you thinking differently, feeling differently, and practice releasing the guilt of prioritizing other people's stuff over your own. You probably feel guilty because in as much as you give, you yourself feel uncomfortable asking anyone for anything, especially with the resume that you have for giving. You giving people money for houses, you bought people new cars, you taking people shopping, you bought people food, you've done all types of different uh, different and interesting things, and you bust a sweat asking someone for a dollar just to put some air in your car tires. It can't be like that, and it shouldn't be like that. The next letter is A. Assess. Assess why you overgive. You know, Oprah helped me out a lot with this. And this comes back to your intention. I had to learn that my addiction with giving and overgiving for a long time was wanting people to think that I was a good person. Wanting people to thought that I was giving and I was nice. You know, wanting people to think that I was different from what I come from and all that, but to think that I was a good person. So, and thinking that I'm a good person, I'll give you the shirt off my back. I'll do any and everything to show you that by giving you any and everything that you want. And that's unsustainable and it's unrealistic. And more, most importantly, it's unfair to you. So examine your intention. What do you get out of giving to people? What do you want people to think of you? What perception do you want them to have of you with all of this giving? Because once you figure out what that is, now you can get about the business of changing what your intention needs to be now. Because the one that you have before doesn't serve you anymore. It's time to get rid of that one. So there you have it. Extricate, release, and assess. In the next episode, we're going to talk about don't delay the karma. So you don't want to miss that. If you haven't had a chance yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts and please leave a comment and or rating and let us know how these episodes are doing. If you have any topics, anything that you want us to share or talk about, please feel free to let us know. If you have any donations that you want to contribute, by all means, please feel free to share. It definitely helps the podcast a great deal. Thank you in advance. And lastly, thank you for listening to the Medizine Cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. Lastly, 
You are strong. You are enough. You are wise. And you are tough. Peace.